Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with love stop. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. Unbelievable. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Aces got numbers. Three on two. To Plum for three. KP. Ring it up. Boom. Shaka waka waka boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. T.C. Martin. To Bay. She's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. T.C. Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana. Bay Bay Williams. Boom. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now here. Oh, Excuse me while I swallow the last part of my beautiful shredded beef taco. Taquitos, chicken tenders, pizza. Marco, pass to the uh, chicken wings, please. <laughs> He's on that. I'll let you do the oat, Marco. I'm, I'm, I'm not done yet. <laughs> All right, you guys, I wish we had video because this guy, we're like two minutes to post time. And he's still filling up his plate here at the Slice of Las Vegas, doing the live remote. And, uh, you know, we have a show, buddy. I, I know you're the, you know, you're the big kahuna here, but, you know, can you, like, say hello to your, your listeners <laughs> as he's taking another drink? <laughs> Are you ready to do a show? Let's do a show. How's that? Okay. All right. T.C. Martin Show, live here from Slice of Vegas inside the Mandalay Bay shops between the Mandalay Bay and Luxor, one of our favorite places, proud sponsors of the show. And you know what tonight is? It's Monday Night Football between the Raiders and the Packers, and and, uh, we are here today for the Raiders tailgate party, but I can't really say it's a Raiders tailgate party, Marco. (laughs) It's the Raiders slash Packers tailgate party, because we got some Packer fans in the house. Make some noise, Packer fans. We do have a little small t- contingent of Raider fans here early. Uh, any Ra- Raider fans even in the house here today? Uh, they're still working. Oh, that's right. It's just like we're at Legion Stadium. Yeah. You know, you'll have 65% visiting team than, uh, than the home team. But, uh, no, uh, Slice of Vegas here inside the uh, Mandalay Bay shops uh, here for the Raiders slash Packers Monday Night Tailgate Party. Raiders and Packers uh, re, I guess, kind of want to say, Getting back together after a long, long time, a rivalry. Going back to Super Bowl II, uh, they had some great playoff matchups uh, going back 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Still remember the Brett Favre game in Oakland after his dad passed away. That was that, a Monday, Monday, Monday night game. That was a Monday night game. Uh, one of the most memorable moments uh, I, I had. At that point in time, I was you know in Green Bay, spending 12 years in Green Bay with the Packers. And uh, so the first time that Packer fans have gotten a chance to experience Las Vegas. First time ever. And I know, Marco, you were a Steelers fan, originally from Pittsburgh, and you saw how the Steelers fans traveled to Allegiant Stadium a couple weeks ago. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to say the Packer fans will outnumber the Steelers fans. It might be close, 
But I'm telling you, nobody travels like the Packer fans, especially when you come to Vegas. Well, the first trip to Vegas for all the teams, it's going to be a novelty. We've talked about that, you know, all along that, you know, where else can you do a three-day weekend and get all the entertainment that you have in Las Vegas, go do a show, go do dinner, then you got the game the day you go to the game, and then you get to gamble. So you have three different things that you get to do as a visiting team. I'm curious. It's going to be close. I'm, I'm still going to go with it. Steelers would have had more fans than the Packers. We'll see tonight. It's easier to see with the Steelers because you got all those yellow, uh, terrible tiles, you know, rolling around. We'll see how many cheeseheads we got in the, uh, the fans this yeah, week. There's going to be a lot of them. And the problem is we're not going to be able to, like, conduct an official count or an official winner. Yeah. Just kind of got to go by the eye test. And, you know, we've seen Bronco fans travel well, Chiefs fans, Niner fans, uh, even when the Eagles in Washington came here. Yeah. But by far, and I know you, you asked me this a couple weeks ago after the game was over, have I seen any other visiting team that had outnumbered the Steelers? And, and no, the Steelers did outnumber those other fans. It was kind of close, but uh, I'm telling you, Packer fans, you know, when you, when you see Packer fans travel at different venues throughout, uh, you know, the year, you see it, but this is going to be special because, and there's some history here as well too, because Wisconsin fans, we see how well they travel to UNLV games. Remember back in the day, I, it, I remember somebody pulling the plug out on and yeah. over in the, in the fourth quarter uh, before the five minute mark uh, made some people unhappy. Uh, of course, you remember it from a, uh, a gambling perspective. Well, that's what I'm here to do. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. But uh, Badger fans, Packer fans, they have always traveled to Las Vegas. No question about it. So uh, it's going to be interesting tonight. So we'll preview the game for you. Packers and Raiders, both teams coming in on slides. Packers got blown out at Lambeau Field. It, uh, to the Lions going back a couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago in the Thursday night game. They're 2-2, two and two, and the Raiders 1-3 and three, have now lost their last two games to the uh, Buffalo Bills uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And will this uh, you know, continue uh, as well, too? So, actually, they lost uh, three in a row because yeah. they, they won the opener against the Broncos. So, we'll see how it all plays out uh, tonight. We do know that Jimmy Garoppolo will play. Came out of concussion protocol. So, uh, that's a good sign. But Devontae Adams listed as questionable. I hear he is going to play. Jair Alexander, the fine defensive back for the Packers, uh, he was listed as questionable. Sounds like he will play. David Bakhtiari, their great offensive lineman, all-pro offensive lineman, he's been out forever, it seems like. He's not going to play tonight. So a lot of injuries on, on both sides for the Packers and the Raiders. And you got the Packers. Uh, they come in with the benefit of uh, four extra days. They played last Thursday, you know. So nobody likes playing those Thursday night games, you know, it, the short week and everything. But the benefit is, unfortunately, they lost that game to Detroit and they lost it soundly. Um, you get that extra break for the next game. Uh, so you know they've had plenty of time to prepare for this game. It's almost like a mini bye week when you consider going from Thursday to the following Monday. Jordan Love, you know, my concern in that game, I didn't have a side in that game whenever they played that Thursday night game. I did use the over in that game, and I was concerned. Jordan Love, it was he already had a home game, but it was the first prime time game you know for him with the spotlight on him and you know when you're the guy you when you come in and get from follow a legend and Aaron Rodgers had to do it following you know Brett Favre now you got Jordan Love coming in to follow 
um, Aaron Rodgers, it's always tough, you know, to fill those shoes because you're always going to be compared to the guy you're, you replaced, and that's not fair for somebody in a first year. His first couple games weren't that bad, but the last two, he did tell off. Yeah. All right, so we've got a lot to uh, get on today with that game. We'll also recap a busy NFL Sunday, college football Saturday as well, too. <clears throat> Uh, some of us did very good on our on our best bets in our wagers over the weekend. So uh, feeling pretty good. You had a beautiful NFL day. I had a beautiful college day with a with the sweep for the best bets and couple. Um, you know, I had a couple uglies yesterday. I'll I'll admit that. And what I can say for if you say what is my takeaway from the first five weeks of the season, we have the haves and we have the have nots. And the have-nots are, there's some really bad have-nots. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, New England, when we talk about, you know, that team and that Did you see the Bill Belichick, you know, we got to start over? I mean, what does that, they kept asking him, what does that mean in week five we got to start over? Yeah, we, I mean, we, you got to blow it up. Yeah, we have the audio, audio right here. Here it is. Yeah, we got to start over. Gotta start over. Gotta start over. We just have to start over. Have to. There it is. That's it. <laughs> That's your Bill Belichick. We need. You needed a hoodie on though to uh, make it more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, all right. Set the scene for you here. Slice of Vegas. We invite you to come on down. It is the Raider tailgate party. Plenty of Packer fans here, so don't be shy about that. It is all you can eat, all you can drink. Seventy-five dollars to get in. Uh, we run a promotion all week long. We got uh, many, many listeners already here. Uh, as we start the tailgate party all the way till kickoff. So, of course, uh, we take the show till 4 o'clock, but you can come here to Slice of Vegas inside the Mandalay Bay shops between the Luxor and the Mandalay Bay, and it's all you can eat, all you can drink. Food items, Marco. Go down the list. Oh, we've had every – well, you want what I've eaten so far – and I haven't eaten as much as you. I, I got to say, you you won the early rounds here. I'm a closer. My horses come from behind. But uh, we've already, I've already had the uh, the burger slider, which was good. I've had s- several chicken wings. There, there was uh, my private uh, cocktail waitress uh, right. cleared my plate out for me, and you know uh, she helped. I, I kind of feel like Kelsey. Uh, Some people travel with bodyguards. He travels with his own 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 personal, uh, you know, a, a, a food vendor, basically. I have a cocktail he, server. T- takes good care of me. You know, <laughs> I'm not Travis Kelsey with Taylor Swift, but you know, I I, I have the main the main girl here. No, She's, you got pink here, though. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and you did go attend the pink concert on Saturday. Well, I was at Cool the Gang. You're at pink. And there's something wrong with that. I mean, you, you've lost your man card, my friend. Well, you know, I, I really put it in jeopardy and why are you this week. Pink socks today. No, I'm not wearing pink. Don't they, don't they don't give me the, start. They give those out of the concert. Yeah, no. The uh, I'm under review. My man card is being uh, <laughs> checked in because got, I put a challenge. Uh, here's the thing. I went I went to pink on Saturday night. College football. Pink challenge flag is out. Then where was I Sunday? Where was I Sunday? Uh, it's an NFL Aces. Sunday. Aces. Yeah. yeah. I went to the WNBA. If you would have told me that 10 years ago, yeah. I would have asked, I would have said to you, the, uh, you know, <laughs> marijuana has only been legal in Vegas for, for five years. Right? You right. were smoking something. Because I would have never pictured me at a WNBA game. All right. But it was the WNBA finals. It, it was. was. Game one. And as you know, it was the hottest ticket in town. 
Yeah, a lot of celebrities there yesterday. Yes. So uh, everywhere Tom Brady showed up, sitting next to Mark David. I go up to Mark before the game, right, and uh, have a seat with him like I customarily do. And he says, hey, he goes, um, I, I, I got uh, some special guests here coming, going to be going to be sitting here. Uh, our other owner will be showing up today. And I go, oh, okay, very good. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, chat to you, high five, good luck, and I'll get out of the way. And here comes TB. Here comes Tom Brady in. LeBron James was there. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was yep. there. Um, several of the Brooklyn Nets and LA Lakers were there because they are playing tonight at T-Mobile Arena in a preseason game. Um, but uh, Ashante performed at halftime. Uh, Jordan Sparks, the national anthem. And then there were just so many. Uh, Cheryl Swoops, WNBA royalty, was there. But let's talk about the atmosphere in that game, game one of the finals, as we talked about all week, it sold out in, in less than 20 minutes. 10,300, a phenomenal crowd, phenomenal atmosphere. And uh, for a guy that uh, went to their, their first finals game, I think it lived up to the hype. Oh, it definitely lived up to the hype. And if you look at the final score, it looks like it was, you know, the aces blow out wire to wire, but it wasn't that. Uh, the first, they actually trailed at halftime. Uh, Liberty, you know, was taking it to them. They were getting beat on the boards early in the game, but they came out with the third quarter for the aces. I thought was one of their best quarters of, of the season. Uh, they did, did everything right. And, you know, uh, I commented yesterday, you know, I got to sit next to your wife watching the game, and you know, I said the first and second quarters, both times, you know, they didn't close the quarters out well. Don't know if that was, uh, you know, just the Liberty, you know, just hitting everything, or because we know the Aces bench is not as deep as the Liberties, you know, managing minutes and so forth in the first half. Those last couple minutes, do you, you know, were we a little bit tired at the end of the the period or not quarter, but. They dominated the third quarter, and they kind of evened out on the calls. It seemed like in the first half, you know, again, we're biased, but it seemed like the Liberty was on the right side of the referee's whistle. Now, I don't I, – I told her I was going to tell this story on the show today, so I am. So maybe that balanced out the, uh, the uh, scoring. But right before the second half started – because, as you know, we were sitting right behind the scorer's table. Great seats. You know, you spoiled me oh, yesterday. Hold on. If you're going to tell a story, I'm going to go get some food. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'll take some time to eat some food. We're going to yeah. tell a story. Well, there was a uh, a fan in the stands that had a discussion with uh, one of the referees right before the second half. And uh, she explained that you go one, two, three, you, then you call the foul. For being, you know, three second, um, they weren't calling that yesterday, and the referee was pretty good about it. He laughed because he could hear because it was right before the half. Not everybody was back in their seats, and he could see and, that. And fan. you were in row B, by the way. I was so, in row B. I was, yeah. you know, two rows behind uh, half court, half court, right there at the you, scorers you table. Must know somebody? Yeah, I, I must. <laughs> and uh, that person that straightened that referee out, and he was good. He was laughing. It, it was fun. Was your your own wife, uh, Gina, took care of him and told him what to do. And, you know, the only complaint I had from the seats that you you, you gave us yesterday is when the, when they do, like, some of the light stuff. And, yeah. you know, I kept getting a little bit of a glare from my left side coming from the, the, the scorer's table. But, I you know, it wasn't that bad. I got used to it. 
they won't let me wear a hat you know, <laughs> at, at the scorer's table. I, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. You, when the light hits you, man, you, you, you keep that thing glossy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a guy who, who's part of the no hair club uh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Or the once good hair club, as I like to See, say. The former. I am allowed to make, you know, follicle, wow. you know, guys that have, that are hair challenged like you and me, I, you know, I'm not only, you know, I'm a member. I'm a, a member of that club. I've got so one thing okay. to say about this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As he's, as he's drinking again, you sure you don't want me to go get you some wings? <laughs> uh, I, I haven't tried the wings yet. I had the chicken tenders. Outstanding. Uh, the pasta, the pizza, the chicken tenders, slice of Vegas here. Come on over. Be part of the tailgate party. $75. All you can eat and drink. Get lathered up before the Raiders and the Packers Monday night football. All right, back to the Aces game. WNBA Finals game one, like Marco said, 99-82. Aces shot 55% from the floor. They connected on nine three-pointers, 41% from beyond three-point distance. They had lockdown defense. And uh, like you said, Marco, the second half, Aces were down 49-46 at halftime. I know Ashante was playing uh, at halftime, but... I know there were some reverberations from that Aces locker room from Becky Hammond. <laughs> I can guarantee you that because the, we've seen this before with the Aces. They came out just locked in, fired up, fed off the crowd, and they outscored the Liberty 26-16 to in the third. This has been the M.O. for the Aces for the past couple seasons, and especially in big games and especially against the Liberty. The first time they beat the Liberty here, it was the same thing the Aces rolled to victory in the second half. Is the third time that the Aces have beaten the Liberty on their home floor here, and the script was pretty much the same. Shot well, play good defense, fluster the Liberty, and uh, and shoot lights out in the second half. They outscored them 27 to 17 in the fourth quarter. That's 53 to 33. The Aces outscored New York in the second half, and they win going away, winning by 17. We'll give you some some sounds and highlights. Jackie Young was phenomenal. Had a career high, a playoff career high of 26 points in that game. Air ball into the hands of Wilson. And Gray now has it. Chelsea controlling. Gray, bounce pass to Jackie. Launches. Bingo! Bongo! Boom! Triple again for Jackie Young. Her fifth of the day. She's got 21. And the Aces back up by four. Aces were up by four at that time, and then they uh, increased the lead, like we said, got up to uh, double digits by the time we got into the fourth quarter. But Jackie Young, phenomenal. Jackie has it with 10 seconds to go. Young brings it across. Jackie going to the lane. She got Bird off the way and counted. She got Vandersloot up in the air, got her on the hip. Jackie kissed it off the glass, and one. There it is. Jackie Young, phenomenal yesterday. Uh, two things to uh, take away from yesterday. We always talk about the big four, okay, for the Aces. And if I told you, give you half of the, the puzzle, piece of the puzzle, and say Asia Wilson was going to be the low scorer of the, of the big four, you would have thought we, we were in trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. And she was yesterday by one point, but you had... Uh, she had 19, Chelsea Gray had 20, and, and then uh, Jackie Young had 26. Don't forget my girl, KP... There she is, KP, for 26. There's Jackie, shot fake, back door, cut, Chelsea Gray to Jackie Young, timeout New York. This place is going ballistic. Chelsea Gray says, get that camera rolling, baby. 
Mark Davis on his feet. Everybody on their feet. Aces are blowing out the Liberty. 78-65, and we're going to keep it here. 13 at that point in time, and then, what like you said, your girl, explosion. Kelsey the champs. takes it over from there. KP, give me some KP for Marco D'Angelo. <laughs> KP has Vandersloot on her. Wilson comes and delivers her pick. Plum going down the lane, reverse layup. Oh, you know it's true. Over John Quell Jones. Timeout, Sandy Brondello in New York. Crowd on their feet. This is turned into another blowout. And it was a blowout. Uh, again, didn't start out that way. But every one of these games, Marco, this is the actually, if you want to count the preseason game, seven times they played. All games have been double-digit spreads and blowouts for the winning team. Yeah. It's crazy. For the top two seeds, separated by two games in the regular season, Aces 34-6, and six, New York 32-8. and eight. But the Aces got the job done. And that's why I said before, having that home court advantage is key because the home court has been dominant between these two teams. No question about it. Now, what you saw yesterday, we know the Liberty. Uh, I think they're one of the best uh, team passing teams. Uh, the way they move the ball, you know, in transition, they for a good part of the game, it ended up pretty balanced at the end. But man, there was a couple trips down the floor that the Liberty got three and four shots kept getting rebounds and you know and it's it's frustrating it's because whenever they go for the rebound if you notice how many times it's not a rebound where they grab the rebound and and go right back in for a put in they're getting the rebound and keeping the ball alive where they're they're batting the ball back out uh and one of their other players you know get the rebound that way a long rebound and get another shot i was impressed you know obviously you know uh, how much i i like uh kp's play but how many reverse layups did she have in yesterday's game? I mean, she was driving the lane. like She was on a mission yesterday, and that's what we've said about this team all along. Every night, it's somebody different that steps up from the big four. Mm -hmm. The core four. And, uh, again, I talked to Becky Hammond before the game yesterday, and I asked her the question. I go, every time that we have a playoff series, it doesn't matter what sport, if it's basketball, if it's baseball, there's always that unsung hero. And I said, who has the opportunity to be the unsung hero for you? And she looked at me and she says, Alicia Clark and Jackie Young. And I think both of them are going to play key roles. And they. And then she went on to talk about Jackie. She's going, I think Jackie can really have a huge series here because of all the things that she can do from inside to outside. And boom, spot on with 26 points, a career high yesterday. And Jackie sometimes worries me because sometimes if she does settle for that three, it ends up flat. And uh, yesterday, last, you know, she was hitting. And again, she's always a nightmare for some of those smaller guards of taking them inside to the paint. But uh, she had it going from from oh, all when, angles. When she hit that first three yesterday, you is like, okay, yes, this is what this I is actually what, referred to that. I said yeah. that. That's that's so true. And she got to go. Great game for her. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> I've seen the Liberty play many times. You know, against the Aces, I never was as close seat wise as I was yesterday. I can't you're believe welcome. how big. Yeah, you're, thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like bow down to you for the next year. I think, but it was a, it was a great. It'll experience. make up for all the times that you haven't. So yeah, that's okay. I'll, I'll, okay. <laughs>
right. So all those all those dinners I bought, they probably yeah, paid uh, yeah, off. Be, yeah, because yeah. you lost bets to me. Yeah, yeah okay. that's right. Uh, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, oh it's I've only bad. bought you a meal whenever I lost. Continue your bet. thought here. You're, you're regressing now. <laughs> but. It, it was, I love you, man. It was great. I don't even know where I was going now. You got me. You got me all sidetracked. Jackie on the Aces. Yeah, Liberty. Yeah. Is how big Jones for oh. the Liberty? I mean, when you see her on TV, yeah, you know, six six you. mammoth. You know, Asia Wilson is you know just maybe a, an inch shorter. Six but, four and a half. Yeah. Okay, but whenever they're posting up, and I'm looking for my seats, and Asia's in the front. And you see Asia, but you could see each half widthwise yeah. of Jones on, on both sides. And it's like, damn, she's intimidating inside, you know. And, you know, she got frustrated when she picked up the third foul late in the third quarter. And I thought that that was – and I even said to Gene, I said, this is where you've got to pound the ball inside next several possessions because she's flustered right now, and you don't want to pick up that fourth foul early. You know, you're going to – yeah. Back off defensively, and uh, but they were hitting everything. The way the aces hit from the outside, and then that opened up backdoor cuts that were just. I love I. You know, I was always a big fan. Princeton. You know, you know that the offense. Curl you know, offense. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I know yeah. it wasn't fun to watch, but man, yeah. every time you got a wide open backdoor yeah. and it's like a thing of beauty and we were getting that and if that wasn't there like i said kelsey plum made her own i mean when she drove through the lane and crosses over reverse layup with the spin that she puts on the ball it's everything was clicking yesterday becky hammond has so many different sets that she can go to and you see her like before games and she has all these like three by five cards and you know Every coach has their system, their offense, and their actions off of that stuff. But she's always diagramming new stuff. And every every game we see something a little bit different as well, too. And um, the Aces are number one in scoring. They're number one in pace. And so they can get up and down the floor. But like you said, in their half-court offense, you have a lot of great action, a lot of great backdoor cuts and that sort of thing. And uh, it's beautiful to watch. And like I said, with Kelsey Plum, you hit the nail on the head. She was scoring inside. She was scoring outside. And if they get all of that rolling and you get Asia to get to her you know, average of 23 points per contest, look out. Speaking of the real MVP and the reigning back-to-back <laughs> defensive player of the year, here's what she had to say to me in the postgame show. Asia Wilson joins us right now. What's up, Tutu? Congratulations on the game one. Thank w. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. We saw you battling hard. We know when you and Brianna Stewart get together, it is always that type of, of, of action. Yeah. And it took me a while to get going. It seemed like you were kind of getting things done from the perimeter. Talk a little bit about the matchup and what you were looking to get into today. Just taking what the defense gives me. It's going to be a different look every single possession. So just making sure that I can stay at my own pace. Just get going. Don't get too quick. Uh, don't slow down. But just continue to be steady and be true to me. All right. From the rebounding side, fantastic job by you. But then the block party came into play. <laughs> it was the Asia block party, baby, in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Talk about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I got to show, I got to award for something, you know. I got to show for it. My teammates put me in a great position to, I hope that they trust me and know that I can get them and got their back. So uh, it's always a joy to be able to do that. It brings a lot of energy, and uh, that's what we need in this series. 19 points for you, eight rebounds. Beautiful job. And let's talk a little bit about your teammates here. It seemed like the intensity, obviously, we know was there. But you guys really clamped down on the defensive end. Talk about the attention to detail and how much of that was talked about during practice this week. Yeah, I mean, we were so key on being big on the little things. That's what it is. And this series is going to be long. It's going to be fun. But at the same time, defense wins championships. And that's what we have to stick to all the time. So if we can bring it on the defensive end, uh, I'm going to take my team over anybody any day. Congratulations, girl. Thank you, my one, man. One down. Thank you. Asia Wilson. As we say, the real MVP got it done here again today. Huge. Huge for Asia Wilson today along with Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, Chelsea Gray. The core four got it done, and then Alicia Clark coming off the bench strong as well. Yep, aces were very strong yesterday, getting the job done. You hear the crowd just going crazy. Uh, Asia Wilson, uh, again, kind of quietly got it done, and it took her a while to get going, Marco. And again, she was kind of settling for that perimeter because they were clamping down the inside, and she took some highly contested jump shots from about 15 to 17 feet out, and she hit. That first one over Brianna Stewart, another one over John Quall Jones, and then it just kind of opened up some things. So very, very cool. Did you see the smirk on her face whenever the, the uh, heard the uh, whenever she scored that first one over Brianna Stewart? The grin that she had. Yep. You know, you know that was a message. You know, yep. hey MVP, what's this? But the one thing you got to talk about, and you talk about being strong, Chelsea Gray. In the bear hug on Becky Hammond. I mean, I never seen Becky with her eyes, you know, like coming at it. Yeah. It, it was crazy with the, the call. Becky, Becky Hammond got it. She got a technical, and I understand Sabrina Nescu did not get called for a travel. And it was actually the second time in about a three or four possession uh, series there. And then uh, when they didn't call it, Becky went ballistic. Uh, Liberty ended up, you know, getting a, a, making a three, I believe, after that. And Becky came out on the floor and called the timeout. And then the one official closest to Ace's bench said, okay, I hear you, I hear you. We, we might have missed that one, this and that. And Becky's just going off on him. And Becky starts turning around to go back to the bench. And then the official from half court comes over and goes, T. And then there she goes. And then Chelsea Gray, and I even said it on the air. I said, Chelsea Gray just put Becky Hammond in a bear hug. Yeah. And yeah. I never, I mean, we we know that she's got, a, you know, a intensity when she's yeah. coaching on a sideline. Yeah. We've, we've seen that fire from her before, but I never saw it like that yesterday. That hey. And she was, she was charging head, you know. Mid-court. It's going to be one heck of a series. Game two will be Wednesday night back at the Michelob Ultra Arena inside the Mandalay Bay. Aces up one game to none in this best of three out of five series. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo live at Slice of Vegas here inside the Mandalay Bay shops. We are here for the Raiders tailgate extravaganza. All you can eat, all you can drink. Come on over. $75 Get you in here with everything. they got the games. We've got the, we've got the, the cornhole. We got everything happening here. Uh, TV's on, of course. We're broadcasting live here at Slice of Vegas till four o'clock, and then get ready for the kickoff between the Raiders and the Packers. We come back. We'll talk about what happened yesterday in the NFL right here on the TC Martin Show live from Slice of Vegas. TC Martin. I'm ready to go in, Coach. Just give me a chance. The doctor is now in. 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 
We are back here on this Monday on location at Slice of Vegas inside the Mandalay Bay shop. Shout out to the gang here. Our man Scott Frost, Brian, Steve, Keisha taking care of business behind the bar over there. Shouting her out. Ashley and everybody here at Slice of Vegas. No better place to be. And uh, you got to love our good friends of Slice of Vegas. Proud sponsors, not only this show, but the Las Vegas Aces as well, too. And uh, it got pretty interesting last night, uh, Marco, with the Aces game. And uh, had your favorite moment. Now, because you were at the game, you didn't hear the radio broadcast. And if I can get our guy Scott Frost over here. I know Scott is, uh, is rolling around here somewhere. I was going to wait for him, but, uh, you know, the great promotion, your favorite promotion they have. Miss twice, get a slice. When the opponent misses the two free throws. Yeah. So the game was rolling yesterday, and you know you don't expect really anyone from the Liberty or the Aces to miss two free throws. Obviously, it doesn't count with the Aces miss two yeah. free throws, which rarely happens. Yeah. But uh, the visiting team comes in, you miss two free throws in a row. Everybody gets a slice of pizza, and this place turns into a madhouse after the game. Well, no threat of that. Game is definitely decided. Aces are rolling to victory. And Sandy Brondella goes to the bench and puts in her bench crew. And there's a foul that's committed by the Aces with, I believe, 41 seconds to go. 43 was the exact. 43! 43. Scott mentioned that number several times whenever we were here last night after the game. And, yeah, she emptied the bench with, like, a a minute 41 or a minute 51. They got them in there. And... So for yeah. you, for you, Marco, I thought we would uh, you get a chance to to hear how it went down yesterday. Wow. Willoughby to the free throw line. Her free throw is no good, and our good friends of Slice of Vegas may have something cooking here. Get ready, as you know, the opponent misses two consecutive free throws. It's a slice of pizza from our good friends of Slice of Vegas inside the Mandalay Bay shops here. Everyone eating pizza for free. We'll let the crowd tell you what happens. Everybody's eating pizza. My man Scott Frost, you're here, the owner of Slice. You better get yourself down to Slice. And Brian and the gang, get ready. Because everyone's eating pizza for free. And I'll be there after the game. I'll be there tomorrow as well. Broadcasting live there tomorrow. We've got the Raiders indoor tailgate party tomorrow. Make sure you check that out at Slice of Vegas from 2 to 5 p.m. before the Raiders and the Packers. All you can eat and drink, $75. Our good friend Slice of Vegas located here inside the Mandalay Bay okay, Shops. We got, so we got to talk to Scott. You have to yeah, charge him extra. I, I okay, you, he got, he got a tailgate party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a voice, you know, a live read commercial during the WNBA Finals. I mean, uh, did he check the price chart? Did you tell him what that cost? <laughs> That's why I want him to hear it. You know, <laughs> uh, oh, I, we'll have some fun with Scott whenever. He's but you know, kudos uh, to play him. Play that back yeah, you know, for him. Kudos to him for you know that that promotion all year. And, and I even told him yesterday when we were we were eating here after the game, and you know, and that was fortunate. You know, coming in with you, we didn't have to stand in the line outside that we got here what about 45 minutes after the game ended though when i got here i got here about five minutes before you did and the line was all the way down the hallway from slice if you've ever been here you know where it's at halfway between the two uh properties but it went all the way back to where the uh escalator is to the where they used to have the entrance for the mall right 
you know, there's a candy store there and, and such. That's 40 minutes afterwards. And all sports teams do this, have some kind of promotion. You know, if you if you score 100 points, you know, everybody gets free tacos or something. But those, as I told Scott, they're always, you have to go somewhere else, okay? This is the only promotion that I've been to of sport where you get to cash that in immediately. Instant After, gratification. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. I, you know, it was a lot of work because, you know, you think, oh, we don't have to do that this game and you know it's a great promotion because every time somebody goes to the line you're saying miss twice get a slice everybody knows the phrase but 43 seconds left in the game the kitchen's not ready you're you're thinking we're home free but when they bring the bench warmers in at the end of the game you know got to send a memo to the the aces don't foul in the last minute (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're not going to score. It's a 20-point oh, Both game. teams had their benches in. Yeah. So you had bench players fouling yeah. bench players. 10,300 sellout crowd yesterday. I don't know what the number uh, was, that how many people cashed in on that <laughs> yesterday. But we, we've seen it here before. I mean, it's I'd say more than half the games, they're giving away free pizza. In and okay. my man never complains about it. He doesn't complain. He says, "Hey, I just I want people to have a good time." And they associate that promotion with fun. Oh, the other thing is and you know, to use it, we'll give somebody else a free commercial. Lay's potato chips. Nobody can eat just one. Once you have a slice <laughs> of pizza from Slice of Las Vegas, you're going to come back at another time. I noticed that with you yesterday. When we, we got thing, we just got like a, a medium, and I think we needed to get a large because you couldn't you couldn't put it down. You give him another piece, another piece. It was it was photo worthy pizza. Yeah, it was. Let me tell you. I got to I didn't post that out yesterday. Yeah. Well, I posted out. And we both being foodies. You know, Gina mm. just shook her head at us as we're both getting our kid, our phones out and getting the right picture, the right angle, and she wants to dig in. You know, right? When the dessert came, we, oh. I mean, she she oh, was a little upset that she had to wait an extra 30, 45 seconds. Hey, you know, the, the picture's got to be right. The picture's got to be right. Yeah. Got to be the right yeah. angle. You know, I mean, you even you know critique me. I mean, I, I took one. Was it last week? And you're sitting there going, "Get the napkin out of the way, would you?" It's like well, you. Okay, tell the whole story. You send me a picture and say, is this photo worthy? Right, yeah. And I tell you, no. And I tell you what Because I had to take it quick, and I was with other people. And I have no problem of telling most people, okay, hey, move to the side, this and that. But these people weren't listening, you know, so I kind of had to take a, a tight shot. You know, and I know you're no. not great at cropping pictures. I got to you know, yeah, show you yeah, that. Yeah, you know. that's not my that's thing. That's my designated. Uh, yeah. I said the pictures to you. Crop you know, t- yeah, the T.C. Martin Just show, like I said today. I'm the cropper. You're the cropper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people listen to you and they would uh, put a different, you know, okay. um, you know, vowel in there. How'd you do Saturday? Actually, I, I hit my morning ticket. I was one and two on the best bets, but three and zero oh on the Sunday. So is that what okay. you're trying to say? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Westgate contest five and zero, oh, brother. Five and zero. Oh. How'd, how'd you Very do? Uh, I think I went um, two, two and one, Ooh, or one, okay. three and one. I had the the push on the Atlanta game. Gotcha. All right, let's talk about your Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's recap what we saw yesterday. Uh, the Steelers came from behind and defeated the Baltimore Ravens 17-10. You and I did not get a chance to see much football. You saw more than me because when I got here yesterday at the 
uh, Mandalay Bay, you were down in the sports book. I don't know what time you arrived and got there, but uh, I know that you were trying to watch as much football as you could before noon tip-off with the Aces uh, playoff game yesterday, the, the finals. But uh, I wanted no part of the Steelers-Ravens game. I was trying to talk myself into playing uh, the Steelers. Ended up, I would have been a winner, seventeen to ten. But I just, I couldn't call this game. But um, you know, good for the Steelers because if they would have lost this game, they would have been in a tremendous hole. It's good for the Steelers and it's bad for the Steelers. And here's the thing: the offense was not impressive yesterday. It was the special teams and defense that got this team willed them to victory. As you said, I did watch the beginning of the games. I was in the sports book at Mandalay Bay, and. When I got the bat call that uh, the Premier Club was about, you know, about to open and there was food in there, and it was ten nothing Baltimore beating the Steelers, I said, "I'll be right there." <laughs> and, you know, and I I bailed. But why I say it wasn't good for the Steelers is because now they got a win. That means we still keep Matt Canada. And, and people are not happy about it. because honestly, if there was going to be any changes made. This was the time to do it. If they're going into their bye week, yeah. and if you're going to make any kind of wholesale changes and try to re, you know, start over, as Bill Belichick said uh, with the Patriots, that's that's when they should have did it with the Steelers, in my opinion. And but they won the game. You're not going to you're not going to get rid of somebody. But the offense has serious problems, TC, and they're three and two. They're right there in the AFC North. But you ask me, do I think this is a playoff team? No. no. Right now, what I'm seeing on the field is not. Baltimore's a, a tricky team for me as well, too. I'm, as you know, not a Lamar Jackson fan. And, uh, again, very inconsistent. We saw that again yesterday. Steelers got the, the victory. Uh, after we get into about five weeks, we usually can now figure out the haves and the have-nots. And there are teams that you just can't play right now. Even those five weeks, you don't want to be involved with this team. And that is the New England Patriots. They got the big Z yesterday at home, shut out 34 to nothing to a pretty good New Orleans Saints team. But Mac Jones has been downright awful. I don't know how much of it is him or if it's just that this team just isn't very good right now because they've lost a lot of key components over the last few years. They lost a, a lot of star power. And I think there are people who think, well, Bill Belichick, you know, is, is still, you know, going to be able to will this team to victory. They'll have enough pieces. They really don't. But to get shut out like that, that's New York Giant-esque. And we talked about the Giants with their two home games, getting beat by the Dallas Cowboys on opening night 40 to nothing. And then last week in shellacked 60, uh, uh, 24 to three, outscored 64 to three in their t- first two home games, the Giants. Uh, the Patriots almost in that same vein. 72 to 3 the last two weeks is the combined score for the Patriots. And you're absolutely right. I, I mean, Mac Jones, I don't know what Belichick does. I, you know, the defense is giving up points. Mac Jones is helping them with these pick sixes, uh, you know, the other team score. But what do you do if you are the Patriots? They're on my do not playlist right now. You know, there, there's certain teams at certain points of the season where this team's got serious problems. And one of the things that Belichick was always able to do, and we always gave him credit for it, is he was able to go out and get these older vets that maybe had some problems, you know, other places, retreads, and he was able 
to mold them into his system, and it worked for a while. Now we're not getting those key components going to New England, which obviously, yeah, everybody wanted to play for Belichick, but I think everybody wanted to play with Tom Brady too. And that was something that helped draw people to get some of those free agents. But they look atrocious right now. There's no other way to sum it up. Three points in two weeks, and it's not like they played two stellar defenses. Yeah, the Cowboy defense, I'll give them credit. They're one of the top defenses in the NFL. But you're not going to put the Saints defense in that category at all. And they shut them out. Right. They did. Where do you go from there? I don't know where you go from there because the schedule is really not going to get any easier as well, too. But uh, this is just a, a bad football team. And again, it just, I have no problem Xing off teams. Just again, and my old saying, I'll say it again, I say it every year. Doesn't matter the sport. I'm, I don't want to ask a bad uh, team to do something good for me. That's why I can't get involved with teams like the Broncos or you know even the Falcons and some of these other ones. It's just I I, I can't do it. I think the Tennessee Titans are are, are in that vein as well too. Now the New England Patriots have have got into that that bucket as well, well too. And you know if you look at what I how I play baseball, how I play just about every sport is if I do not want to back a team that I have no faith with, uh, I have to back good teams. And sometimes i got to lay extra points or or lay, you know, like in baseball, a little bit more juice on the money line or whatever. But i just rather go down with a good team instead of just thinking like, hey, you know, this you know this team. I'll use an example for it. I was at the Westgate on Saturday night, and I was over in the food court, and this guy comes up to me, and he says, hey, I saw your show yesterday. And he goes, i got a winner for you. And I go, okay, what's that? As I'm getting my half-pound uh, Nathan hot dog on the uh, poppy seed bun, which I told you about. Grilled. 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 Oh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the key. And he goes, I'm putting everything I got on the Atlanta Falcons. And I thought of you. And I go, good luck with that. And then he goes, well, you don't like to play? I go, no, I don't like the Falcons. And I said, I, you look at Houston, you look at Atlanta. And I said, I just don't want no part of that game. He goes, Oh, but the Falcons are only favored by two and a half and this and that, da, da, da. I go, but you're betting a bad team. I said, I don't want any part of Desmond Ritter. He goes, well, yeah, you're right about that, but they're playing the Texans. And I go, Stroud has actually been better than Ritter, but I want no part of it. And he goes, well, I like it. I like it. What happens? They win by two. They don't cover the two and a half. And again, just, I, 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 I can't get behind that. It- that particular game, and when we talk to Chuck later, that's a game I want to ask him about because that line was one and a half for a good portion of the week. Then it sat at two for a good portion. I got it at two and then closed at two and a half. So, real so push out of it. I got a push out of Atlanta, right. but again, it's whenever you, you play. Yeah, it, yeah. We always talk about you got to try to get the best of the number, but it's not often that you have a one and a half, two and two and a half where it lands directly in right. the worst spot for the books because that was, that was not a good outcome for them because right. people that played early played Atlanta. Mm-hmm. People that played late probably had Houston. The reason I went against them yesterday, and again, you know how my style of how I play, mm-hmm. I was playing against Houston more than I was playing with Atlanta because Houston had come off back-to-back upsets in 
the Steelers, and I used Houston the week before against the Steelers because it was a horrible spot for the Steelers. They were sandwiched in between that Sunday night Raider game here in Vegas and the Baltimore game yesterday, and they were, I felt that they would be looking second week in a row. They'd be looking ahead to Baltimore and Houston. You know, caught them off guard and took it to them. So, but yeah, if you want to say one of the surprises of this year, um, Houston would be in the category that they are playing better than people anticipated coming into it. But the team that you mentioned, and it's not a sore spot with me because they're off my list. They're dead to me right now. But the spot that Denver was in yesterday, they finally got their first win, TC. And it was an ugly win against Chicago. Well, how many times have we talked about when a team wins a game ugly, that can start them on a winning streak, that they get going. And I thought that was going to be the case. I also thought that the Jets were in a bad spot coming off the Sunday night game. They played their guts out against Kansas City, had a chance to win the game. They had the ball at midfield and driving to either the game-tying field goal or to win the game, and they got the fumble when KC you know, was able to run out the clock with the slide. And, and people, anybody that wants to say you know, how everybody, oh, the NFL was fixed and you know, he slid, the game would have been over, he scored. That was a smart football play. Just ask the Miami of Florida uh, coach about smart. Right. He lost the game because they didn't kneel. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. You know, the only way a team can beat you is if they have the ball. And if you have a chance to keep that ball away from them for the entire for the rest of the game, you do it. You just previewed terrible Tuesday. For there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bet that over the years he's made Terrible Tuesday quite a bit with you. No doubt. He, he has had some really, <laughs> I, for lack of a better, you know, uh, you know brain cramp. I was going to go with something else, but uh, not good. So you and I are going to be eating for free next week, courtesy of our good friend Mike Tice, who's on the program on Friday. He wanted the L.A. Rams. I tried to talk him out of it. One of my best bets, the Philadelphia Eagles. They got the job done 23 to 14, Marco. This team is really got it together. They're still not getting a whole bunch of love. And, you know, up until this past week, we still heard talk about, well, I don't know about that offense. No, they're rolling into form. They took care of business rather handily yesterday against the Rams. They covered the spread. Let's not get carried away with They were never trailing in this game. They were trailing the spread. The Rams, you know, kept answering the scores. That's why people or down on Philly is because they're playing these games where the other team's hanging around for most of the game and then they got the you know they extended the lead in the fourth quarter and held on uh, give them kudos they're they're winning and getting it done i don't think this philadelphia team this year is as good as the Philadelphia team last year. I think they've taken a step back. I know they're in first place. I know they only lost one game. I just still don't think they're as good as they were last year. Okay. Interesting. And I think one of the the narrative behind that is I think a lot of people were not expecting them to be that good. They weren't expecting Jalen Hurts to be that good. And uh, they, 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 based, and they were kind of labeled in that NFC lease type of thing. Well, whoever comes out of there. And I think they surprised a lot of people. Now they go to the Super Bowl and people are thinking, okay, well, they automatically should be that good. Hey, they're doing nothing but winning. And, again, this is a team that has gotten better each and every week. So that's why uh, 
I have no problem getting on the Philadelphia Eagles, and I see him rounding the form. And you're getting more from A.J. Brown uh, and the rest of that wide receiving core and Devontae Smith right now more so than you did last year. Uh, A.J. Brown was injured for a good portion of that season last year. So I like this team. Uh, I love the Kansas City Chiefs, and I love the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, those were my three uh, best bets, and uh, the all one going away, especially the 49ers. That thing was not close. And uh, all the talk, again, a very short line to get San Francisco minus three and a half at home. Too much Dallas Cowboy Kool-Aid out there. Uh, I, I love to see that because that's exactly how I handicapped the game, that they were not going to be able to stop the 49ers offensively. And as 49ers defense was going to shut down Dak Prescott, and it, it happened that way to a T. They did it all last year, and they're doing it again this year. Uh, you know, People still can't believe what they're seeing with Brock Purdy. Okay, uh, at this last- point in time, you know, just get used to it because it, 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 it's not—it's not a, you know, it's—it's it's not just a thing. This guy can play. You, you can see that so, if you do it over two seasons or a season and a half, the guy can play. Did you see what his QB rating was yesterday? One forty-four point four. Okay, almost Se- perfecto. Seventeen of twenty-four. 252 yards. He's, he's not putting up, you know, he's not going to give you that 400-yard passing day, 350. But he had four TDs. Yeah. You want to talk about, you know, offensive efficiency? That's three to my tight end, George Kittle. How's that? There you go. That's nice. There you go. All right, we are live at Slice of Vegas inside the Mandalay Bay Shops. It is the Raider tailgate party getting ready for Raiders and the Packers coming Monday night football. We got one hour down on the show, one to go. Come on by and get over here, and it's an easy walk across the Hacienda Bridge if you're going to the game. And if you're not going to the game, come out, eat whatever you want. The food here is great, all you can eat and all you can drink here leading up until the kickoff, and then also you can hang out here and watch the game. We're in the marquee room right here inside of Slice of Vegas. TC Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house. One of the seven-footers is here, Big Paul McKeskey. He's going to join us coming up after the break as well, too. I like that because then Paul could join us, and then I can start feeding my face. That's I was going to feed mine. I'll we both Paul, can't be feeding We'll let it. Paul do the show by himself for a segment. <laughs> That's good. Glad to have you with us back with more right here on a magnificent Monday. It is the T.C. Martin Show live from Slice of Vegas. In the entertainment capital of the world, the world. Touchdown, Las Vegas. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Show. Airs it out down the middle for Adams. Got it. Inside the 10. Devontae. Touchdown. What a play on fourth down. It's time to get your daily prescription. Prescription. Somebody. Doctor. Welcome back. Hour number two. And the people showing up here. Our loyal listeners in the house are showing up here today. Love it. It's Slice of Vegas. I didn't know if that was Daryl Strawberry that walked in or what. That's my man, New York. New York's in the house. Slappy just rolled in the house. I got Iron Mike. I got Jan. I got 
Ronnie Colon Company. They're all here. We got Packer fans, and we are here at the Raiders tailgate party inside Slice of Vegas, inside the Mandalay Bay shops. Hour number two here. TC Martin, Marco D'Angelo, giving it to you as we preview tonight's game between the Raiders and the Packers. Monday Night Football. Plenty of Packer fans here as well, too. Expect to see plenty of green and gold cheeseheads at Allegiant Stadium tonight. We'll be over there after we get done. In an hour number two, we will talk a little Major League Baseball, too. The postseason, we got the ALDS, the two series going on there. NLDS resumes tonight with Philadelphia and Atlanta and the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. And uh, the team's rolling into Allegiant Stadium right now with the Packers and the um, Raiders. And uh, we're getting ready for Monday Night Football, kicking off at 5.15 tonight. Another shout-out to our guys here at Slice of Vegas, uh, Scott Frost and company, Brian, Keisha, Ashley, everybody here. Steve, do a fantastic job. Get over here, and uh, you can watch the game here or just roll into the tailgate party. All you can eat, all you can drink here inside the Mandalay Bay Shops at Slice of Vegas. And my man, Big Mo. <laughs> He's here. Paul McKeskey, the former NBA giant in the middle, Milwaukee Bucks and several other teams. We usually have uh, Big Mo on during the basketball season, but we know that Mo is, uh, loves his football and his baseball just as much as well, too. And plus, he's hanging out with us today. Eating some food at Slice of Vegas. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Walking through the Mandalay Bay, it looked like uh, Green Bay Packer Haven. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen Which that. you're a big Packer backer, man. I played for the Milwaukee Bucks for eight years, and my both our sons were born in Milwaukee. They're cheeseheads. Huh. I haven't seen this many cheeseheads since 85. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to happen tonight, man? I think it's... A toss-up. I think both teams need this this game. Uh, you know, the Packers have been up and down. The Raiders have been up and down. Uh, you know, I man, what I just walked through, uh, there might be 50-50 Packer fans and Raider fans out there. And we, we all knew, you know, when the Raiders came here, when an NBA team is finally going to come here, when the Oakland A's, if they come, come here, there's going to be so many people that travel to see the visiting team come. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be no different. But, uh, you know, I know uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's back. That helps out. Uh, you know, injuries now in, in football, everybody's dinged up. And when I played, there's difference between having injuries and being, and being hurt. Yeah. You, know, you can play with injuries. You can't play when you're hurt. And there's a big distinction there. Uh, from what I understand, uh, Devontae Adams is going to play probably. I think most of those guys will play. Monday Night Football, it's like back in the day, Sunday afternoon on NBC, you know, NBA on NBC. <laughs> right. Everybody wanted to play because everyone knows everyone, all across the country and now. Hell, the world are watching. So uh, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. One guy who probably won't play for the Packers, and he's been out for the last four weeks now, and that's Aaron Jones, a running back. Even though he was cleared to play last week, he got in for a couple snaps. But uh, they say tonight, you know, he's listed as questionable, maybe even doubtful. It'd be interesting to see how many snaps Aaron Jones gets because the Packers, I mean, just like the Raiders, I mean, this, both these teams basically are void of running the football. Josh Jacobs, 1,600 yards, leads the NFL last year, has been a shell of himself because he missed all of training camp. But Aaron Jones, 
um, you know, just been banged up, and they've had to rely on A.J. Dillon quite a bit, and the Packers' offense has kind of been stuck in the mud. Yeah, it's uh, it's really weird, right, because all these running backs had trouble signing decent contract. Nobody wanted them. Uh, but when you look at some of the better teams in the NFL, they have a running game. You know, I, I forgot what game I was watching. Both running backs had 150 yards. Yeah. You know, they could pick one. Yeah. And that's how you establish a running game to get to the passing game. And I think NFL has flip-flopped it. It's like the NBA, everybody getting three-point happy. Well, you still need to go into the post, and that's what Denver did last year yeah. in the finals. They went into Joker into the post some, yeah. and you got to mix it up. So, uh, you know, I, I. But you know what? And I'm not an expert, but to me in the NFL, if you have a powerful, impactful, deep offensive line, you you get you hold the ball, you help possessions, you keep their defense on the on the field for a long time, and that seems to be more key than it ever has been. Going back to, uh, I'm going to go back to basketball for a minute, all right? And you're talking about getting the ball in the post, and you have to be effective, you know, both from inside and outside. And I know you've been watching the Las Vegas Aces with their game one win, you know, yesterday. And uh, the Aces have made a point to attack the taller, much bigger New York Liberty with John Quill Jones and company. And we're seeing the guards get into the paint and driving the baseline and everything. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams will just shy away from that. They'll be three happy, like you said. But what the Aces have done with Becky Hammond is they, they're, they're, they want to encourage, she wants to encourage their guards to penetrate and get in. And sure, they can kick out for threes, but they've got John Quill Jones into foul trouble yesterday. And we've seen that against the Dallas series where Dallas was the number one team in rebounding. New York was number two. And the Aces have, have found a way to attack the Bigs. Yeah, I thought going into this series, I watched some of the other series and, uh, 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 John Paul Jones is just a beast. <laughs> I mean, you can't contain her. You can't front her. She's too strong, too long arms, great hands, finish around the basket, offensive rebounder. When they went to her in the first half, they were up by three, and she had like 12, 14 points. Yep. They were just feeding her. She was you know, doing her little hooks and her little un- up and unders. And, you know, for some reason, uh, Liberty went away from that. And that, that's a lot for the Aces because, you know, in my opinion, the Aces, at best, when they're running up and down, uh, high, high, uh, uh, impact, high, you know, a lot of possessions, right. high energy. They're number one in pace. They're number one in pace, yeah. They thrusted their, their game onto the Liberty in the second half. And Liberty tried to run with them for a while. That's a mistake. Yeah. You need to do the opposite. So, uh, it's going to be interesting. The adjustments in game number two, yeah. I can see the Liberty going to Jones even more, uh, you know, and not going away from that, um, you know, and trying to dictate that and try and maybe get some of the Aces players in foul trouble instead of the other way around. Yeah. And that's the thing about the Aces. They have never been in, in any kind of foul trouble during the course of this year, which uh, a lot of people look at rather strange because the Aces don't use their bench. I mean, they only go six deep. Uh so they've been fortunate enough to, to play smart and, and not get any foul trouble. And for a player like Asia Wilson, who's you know the reigning de- two-time defensive player of the year, uh, you never see Asia more than three fouls in a game, and, and credit to her. You know what's interesting, too, is, uh, and I'm not sure what the young lady that starts at power forward for the Aces. Kia Stokes. Yeah, so yeah. she doesn't shoot. No. She just no. rebounds and plays defense. Yep. 
That's a throwback. Exactly. Lakers, Kurt yes. Rambis. Yes. Um, us, you know, with the Milwaukee Bucks, Harvey Ketching. Right. Uh, the Celtics with Greg Kite. That's a throwback. Yeah. And even though they know she's not going to shoot, she sticks to and accepts her role and does what she's supposed to do. Mark Eaton. Is that another one? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I lasted 12 years, uh, you know, accepting my role and doing my role. Right. You know, and, and that's, I just watched her last night or yesterday afternoon yeah. and just kind of in awe of how she stuck to the game plan. Yeah. Didn't get tricked into. Well, I'm open. Maybe I'll take this shot. No, do a dribble handoff with uh, someone else and, and get them in there. Right. Um, so uh, it's going to be an interesting battle because the Liberty are a really good team. And uh, they, they're going to do adjustment. It's what a series is all about. And really, I wish, you know, I know circumstance, but I wish the WNBA, at least in the finals, would have a seven-game series. Yeah. That's where you really see the adjustments go back. And I always say, the odd number of games in any series are important. One, three, obviously five, and obviously in a, in a seven-game series, seven. Right. Those games really dictate the the series. Yep. So uh, it's going to be interesting what happens uh, on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, all those uh, celebrities in the house, LeBron James and all those <laughs> dudes, uh, it was good to see. I, the excitement in Las Vegas for WNBA basketball and the Aces, obviously – you have to win, I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but if you continue to win, like like Tark did with the UNLV back in the day, it, I'm telling you who's watching. Adam Silver and the NBA are watching, no question. And uh, the NBA team's coming in the next two or three years. Yeah, no question about it. And I think the only question is, are they going to build another arena strictly for the NBA team because right now they'd have to share T-Mobile Arena, which was the original plan when they built T-Mobile Arena. They built specific locker rooms for NHL teams as well as NBA teams. So there, there was always this you know, model that, okay, this is where they're going to play. But now we've heard recent talk that, hey, maybe if an NBA team comes, they're going to build another arena. <laughs> I, I, because when you look at around the league, right, you know, in uh, American Airlines Arena, all these arenas do both. Yeah. You know, they, they just do both and they make yeah. it work. And, you know, I don't know. It seems, you know, I've only been in Las I live in Las Vegas for five and a half, almost six years. It, it's mind-boggling the thirst for new stuff. Like, now we got the Sphere. Sphere. Now we need another NBA arena. Yeah. Now, there's like, there's ten arenas, I think. Yeah. You know, just everywhere. So, yeah. and, you know, uh, T-Mobile is, you know, built. It's... It's not behind the times. No, exactly. You can plug in a team right there and play right there. But, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, and I think that's going to be right down the road on uh, on a Blue Diamond. I think they're that's, talking that's about That's what that they're talking about. Right there. Yeah. So, so we'll see. You know, let's we'll get see. some more arenas. Let's have 20 arenas. Well, and I think one of the reasons for T-Mobile, too, which is basically owned by the MGM, is they want to be a concert hub as well, too, especially with the Sphere now here. And they don't want to maybe, you know, give up some of these, you know, sports dates or basketball dates. And they, they want to, you know, pack more concerts in. And as we see, I mean, that place is, is jam-packed year-round now for sports and entertainment. Makes a lot more yeah, because Vegas is a concert town. Yep. Where are you looking at Dallas or wherever? There are sports yeah. towns. Less that makes a lot of sense. So. I mean, if, if you're Marco, you know Mo. I mean, he's going to to more concerts than he is sporting events at T-Mobile. 
Hey, he went to go see Pink on Saturday night. I, I saw some video of that. She's like flying around, <laughs> yep. doing like the moonwalk. That's insane. She's not a young lady anymore either. Flying all over Legion Stadium, acrobat stuff that she That's does. It's crazy. crazy. God, why, why? Have any of you been to the Sphere? Have you? I have not been not there yet. Uh, it's scary though, right? That's I what mean, I heard. Very steep. I mean, so yeah. I had uh, people in town from Dallas last weekend. They came for the opening of U2. And they were sitting way up there, and that's exactly what they said. They said, oh, my gosh, it is so steep. I mean, it's nice. It's pristine. It's beautiful inside there. Uh, the sound is just, you know, because remember, when they built that, that cost them $2 billion to build, and they put it all on the inside, now, all on the inside for, for audio and visual. And they say it's spectacular, but like you said, it's steep. I'm not a steep guy. <laughs> You don't, like, you. you don't like heights? I don't like see, <laughs> No, not free. I don't mind heights. I mean, I'll do like the roller coaster. I'll go. I'm, I'm okay. But I do not. Mo can relate to this. So when I was living in Green Bay, and we would do um, uh, bus trips from Green Bay to Buck Games or Marquette Games, all right? Okay. And so we'd work a deal with the Bucks or, or Marquette, right? And I would, I would host, and we'd take like 20 or 40, you know, listeners, that sort of thing. Very first time I went to the Bradley Center, they put us in the upper deck, and I'm going and and uh, so I had a media credential as well too. So I got up there and I stayed up there like for maybe like to the first like media timeout. Six minutes, I go, I'm going down to the floor. <laughs> you guys enjoy yourself, and they're all liquored up anyway. That's steep up there at the Bradley Center, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you ever been up there. I know no, you're on the floor, no, but, uh, but or at yeah, the old Mecca. A hundred years ago. When I was with the University of Kansas, we opened up uh, Rump Arena in Kentucky. The first game we played in there, and it has 20,000 seats. That yeah. was No one had 20,000 right. seats. And we went to practice the day before, and just for the hell of it, the coach took us all up the stairs up to the top. You know, and I'm like, that was like, you take one wrong step and you're gone. I'm like, <laughs> I'm never coming up here again. Well, you, you played your college days. Uh, you, had, you had some uh, steep action there. It uh, in Kansas, right? Yeah, it holds you know sixteen thousand. Yeah. it's an old field house, right? So, you know, they're they're not very comfortable seats. They're all mostly bleachers, <laughs> right? You right. Know, but it wasn't <laughs> steep either. So it wasn't okay. <laughs> I got a I got a food question for you because you spent eight years in Milwaukee. Me and TC disagree. I won't tell you who's on which side. Do I get your <laughs> answer on this food? Are you a fan or not? Cheese curds. Of what? Cheese curds. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. There you yeah. go. You have to have the right dip, though. Yeah. Like yeah. ranch, you know. Yeah, barbecue maybe more ranch than barbecue. Yeah. See, I'm more I'm more of, of that the fried mozzarella guy. Oh yeah. Because yeah. but the cheese curd, Paul, is it's it's like the 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 low fruit. You know, what I mean? the low hanging fruit. I mean, it's not the the, the quality cheese. They call it cheese curds for a reason. And because I. <laughs> Took the tour one time, and you know, back there, and we said, and I saw how they made these cheese curds. Oh, you never want to see that. Exactly. It, it's just like <laughs> now people laugh at me because you know I'm a hot dog connoisseur, right? Yeah. But I love my my hundred percent all beef Vienna hot dogs. And they go, Have you ever seen how they make a hot dog? I say, I don't want to hear that. Okay, I don't want to. So same thing with you and Marco. You could love the cheese curd, but not not, not a fan of the cheese curd. What? Give me a mozzarella stick, or give me the you know the fresh mozzarella. You're, li- you're lucky we don't have the speaker here today because the Green Bay fans would be they would be coming at you right <laughs> now. We but would anything, start a riot. Anything with cheese, though. Come on, I mean, yeah. you can't beat it. You fry it, boil it, whatever. <laughs> Boiled cheese? I don't yeah, know about no. that. Put it on anything. Yeah. Okay. Being from Wisconsin, 
<laughs> you don't like cheese curds. No, I, I really don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan. If I have a, a choice, I, I I won't do it. Yeah. How dare you? Because you got to remember. Okay, I'm not from Wisconsin. I know you're not from but Wisconsin. I, but you've I, when spent I, enough time. I did. I spent enough time. But you got to remember where I came from. I came from from California and here, and we would have mozzarella sticks, or we'd have the you go to an Italian restaurant, you get the fried mozzarella. It's like Marco. It's a steak situation. Okay. Once you have a fillet or a a you know a uh, a prime New York or the Wagyu, you're not going to go back to the ground chuck. You're not going to go to the sirloin. You're not going to do it. Wait, Am I right? Wait, who's ground? Mo knows what I'm talking about. Who's grounding me up? Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Anybody that lives in in Wisconsin and gets through a Wisconsin winter, they might as well be from Wisconsin. That's true. Those are brutal. I went through twelve of those. And <laughs> in, in, in the first three years, like coming from here, I, I took it like a, a badge of honor. Like, look at me, man. I'm I'm snow blowing my driveway. I'm shoveling the driveway. And then after like year three or four, I go. Okay, that's, I, I've had enough. <laughs> Let me hire the kid to do it next time. I'm, 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 I'm trying to visualize you actually shoveling snow. Oh, I got pictures. Okay, okay. Oh, and yeah. Then I'm saying, no, he's going to pay somebody. Then I realized, no, he's not paying somebody to do it. Hey, I, I, I had a teenage uh, neighbor, right? And so I pawned it off on him for many years. But then the problem is he went to college. He, he got a scholarship to Xavier. So I, I, I was out of the mix. I had, I had to do it myself. Yeah, you do not want to do that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, I lived in Milwaukee for eight years, and the winters are brutal. The summers are awesome. Yes. All four weeks of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of Packer fans in the, in the house here today at Slice of Vegas Packers and Raiders. Marco, what are you going to do with this game tonight? For me, uh, it's te- you know, I know you love the word. It's teaser pleaser time. Yeah. We're going to take a teaser. I like Green Bay teasing them up to eight. If you want to look for somebody to tease them with, the play would be on Sunday to tease them with Washington. They're at Atlanta. That's a low total. Atlanta's a team we've already talked about that, you know, they're running the football. They don't got, you know, excellent quarterback play. So you wouldn't accept expect them to get separation on a team and Washington's going to come in off an ugly loss on Thursday night extra time to prepare so I can tease Washington up get them over the touchdown with Green Bay teasing them up to eight points on a six because you know I like to do the six point teaser because I don't want to lay 140 I want to lay 120 and uh, you can what's what's the point spread uh, they're getting tonight uh, Raiders are minus two, so on a teaser, you add six points to it. I get it up to eight, which gets you through the key numbers of three, what, four, six, and seven. What's the over/under? Over/under, I think forty-four and a half, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Double that's tricky, right? Yeah, that's tricky. You know, because you don't know what you're going to get out of yeah. both these teams. That's yeah. that's the thing. The, both of these teams are are. are a shell of what they've been. Well, especially the Packers. But the Raiders are kind of what the Raiders are. And to me, they're a very hard team to handicap. I mean, it was an easy go against for me when they played Buffalo. So that was easy. But I was I couldn't pull the trigger on Raiders or Steelers. And I don't think I could pull the trigger on the Raiders or the Packers tonight. Because especially these two teams, they are mirror images of each other. Statistically, you know, they're right there. Offense, defense, the way they run the football, pass it, this and that. Don't have a quarterback that I could I could fully get behind and trust, and uh, I don't know. You know, when you when you peel the onion back, so to speak, uh, Jordan Love will look good for uh, uh, you know 
a good portion of the game, but he's only completing 56% of his passes, and that's a little bit scary. And he's not really one that wants to force the ball into. That's why he doesn't have a whole bunch of interceptions. And we know what Garoppolo is going to do. Is he starting, you know? Garoppolo? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so you can yeah. see, like, feeling his way in the first quarter, yeah. in the second quarter, and <clears throat> maybe coming on strong in the second half. And I think they're both going to try to run the ball, which would maybe bow towards the under, maybe. It, the total's at 45 now. Went up a, okay. a half point there. Or in you talk about Jimmy G. At this stage, though, you've got to say Jimmy G. You know, obviously, is far more advanced than Jordan. Oh, Love. He's, he's still a trying quarterback, to no question. Find a way, but yeah, you yeah. know, he's coming in. He missed a week. For the Raiders, the one thing that you do got to say is, you know, last week they played soft defense, but you had a rookie making his first start in the NFL. So you totally washed that game out as far as the Raiders' production. The week before that was the Steeler game, and as bad as the Steeler offense is, the Steeler defense is still. It's pretty good, and as long as you got a healthy, you know, T.J. Watt in there, he causes havoc with the quarterback. That's not Green Bay's defense. You know, this is going to be one of the easier defenses that the Raiders have faced. So, you know, hopefully, if Josh Jacobs can get it going, the Raiders can get some continuity because if he gets it going, then Jimmy G can use some play-action passes to attack that secondary. But if they don't run the football, it's going to be a long night. I have a question for you, too. After the uh, not going for the touchdown and the two points, is uh, the head coach, is he on the hot seat? And is this like uh, almost a win or lose for him to keep his job tonight? I think it's kind of early for that, you know, because this got brought up last year. Mark Davis was quick to say, hey, I'm not going to pull anything prematurely. He's going to have to you know, stay. We're gonna we're gonna stay the course to see how this thing plays out. He's got to let's see what happens with a couple draft classes and that sort of thing. And then you saw fans yelling at him when they were playing the Chargers last week. And Mark Davis got mad and started yelling back at the fans. Says, "Hey, be smart, be smart," because they were you know the guy was saying, "Fire McDaniel's, fire him. What are you doing? Get him in." And Mark says, "You got to be smart, be smart." So he's not gonna prematurely pull the trigger. But answer to your question, Mo, is that. If they go on a elongated losing streak, then I think the answer is yeah. He, you know he he could be fired, but not right now. The the Raiders could come back and win tonight. Whether even if they win by a point or maybe they they win by double digits, then Raider fans are going to kind of forget what has happened the last couple weeks. I mean, that's the way this this kind of works. But if the Raiders, you know, go in, I say if they lose four or five in a row, then I think that is really. A, a good possibility that that could happen because if you look at their schedule coming up, they really don't have a tough schedule in the next four or five weeks. So if they continue to give away games, then yes. But I say right now he's totally safe. Yeah. So I think. Not for this season, though. He's got, you know, he inherited a playoff team from the year before. They didn't make the playoffs. That's last fringe, year. though. You know that. that they were a fringe playoff team. They, they were, barely and they weren't very they, good. They, yeah, they last week of the yeah, season they yeah. could have got in on yeah. a tie, and yeah. the Chargers, you know, blew the tie, and they actually won and got their way in. Yeah. But the situation is the team has regressed. That you can't argue. No matter what, in they made the playoffs with an interim head coach. Yeah. That, as you said, they backed their way in, but still 
when the interim coach can get them to the playoffs, and he inherited a bad situation. Remember all the stuff that was going on. You, he, he, he I mean, that was Gruden's team, and Basaccia was just he didn't implement anything himself. So you say that you know he was an interim coach. Yeah, he was. He was like guiding the ship, but they were running everything that Gruden had because you know Gruden was 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 fired uh, you know during the season, right? And but he had a lot of side issues to deal with off the field yeah, through the, the oh, second yeah. half of that season. Yeah. It made it tough. I thought I didn't think he get a, he didn't get a fair shake. I thought he should have been considered for the job full time. But they're in, they love this New England connection. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like. Uh, you know, Dallas Mavericks, you know, they stick, you know, Rick Carlisle gets them a championship and then they stick with them for a while and they were very bad, which is unusual in the NBA. Even if you win the championship and you fail the next year, halfway through the next year, you're gone. Even right. if you're coach yeah. of the year. Right. Coach of the year, I would, I could, I could probably count 10 former coaches of the year in the NBA that have been fired the second year after that. Yeah. It's crazy. George Carl. Was anyone? George oh. Carl. He was coach of the year the yeah. year before and got fired. Yeah. Avery Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Paul yeah. Westhead. Yeah. It's amazing. How about yeah. Nick Nurse in recent times? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, so maybe uh, if I, maybe football has a longer, uh, you know, grace period coaching-wise, possibly. Because we all know, yeah. like, in sports, like, that's well. First, people that go are the assistant coaches, you know, probably football assistant coaches, then offensive, defensive coordinator, yeah. then the head coach, then, God forbid, then the GM, yeah. and then players, you know. <laughs> but that's how kind of how it goes now. You know, it used to be, let's move players first. That's right. not true anymore. Yeah. Before we let you go, Mo, uh, we got basketball game here tonight as well, too. we got we got Brooklyn and the Lakers playing at T-Mobile Arena. I don't know how closely uh, you're watching that, but... Here we are. The NBA season is here, my friend. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers, uh, uh, you know, my fellow Jayhawk uh, is coaching uh, Brooklyn, Jacques Vaughn. So, yeah, uh, yeah. And a couple of my – Kevin Ollie, one of my former players. Jacques Vaughn, a California guy too. Yeah, so – but the Lakers, a year and a half ago, uh, or even just a year ago, were a disaster. West uh, Westbrook, no bench. And then they shifted everything at the at the All Star break and the trade deadline. And when you look at their roster now, if Anthony Davis stays healthy, they're deeper. They they uh, went and signed Reeves again and Hachimori, and they brought in uh, some other guys, Gabe Vincent. I mean, they look like a legitimate West Western Conference contender now, uh, along with a bunch of other teams in the West. And uh, it's interesting to see. I know I watched some of the Phoenix Suns game you know, with uh, uh, Bradley Beal fitting in there. Uh, Chris Paul played for the Warriors the other night. He fit in. I think the guys that are veterans are going to be able to fit in with the teams they go to. It's the guys that are younger and more talented that struggle to fit in uh, with the talent that's already on a team. Like, uh, you know, Lillard in Milwaukee, easy fit. Uh, and unfortunately... Holiday in Boston, a perfect fit. Yeah. I mean, he's perfect. Yeah. I mean, you put him at the point, you have Tatum and Brown on the wings, and uh, Pozingas had a great game the other night. You know, no, so those guys are there. But, uh, yeah, the, the NBA is 
there's not really any training camp anymore. When I played yeah. two weeks of two days and yeah. and just struggled. Now, now you it's just like jump into exhibition you know, games. Four practices, let's go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. Probably easier for the players, but yeah. um, you know, the NBA Everyone, like, you'll usually give credit to Denver. They're the returning champions. But in my opinion, they didn't do, they didn't help themselves. And a lot of other teams did help themselves, including the Lakers and the Suns and the Warriors. Right. So it's going to be interesting. Be interesting to see how, this Chris, is, how Chris I mean, Paul fits in. And can, I know Warrior fans are asking the big question, can he stay healthy, especially come playoff time? Yeah, and, you know, uh, he doesn't have to play as much and right. not a lot on his shoulders anymore. Right. So I can see him playing 20, 25 minutes a game to begin the season and then ramp it up a little more in the playoffs. Yeah. So they have that luxury. Draymond Green's hurt now, so they didn't have to have that, well, who starts, who doesn't start, because yeah. Draymond's out. Right. So Chris Paul started. Yeah. So that kind of fixed that. But uh, it's going to be interesting. And I'm telling you, man, Las Vegas <laughs> is sports capital of the world. It's it's crazy. You got that I mean, right. We're gonna. I'm here with you guys. The Packers are playing tonight, and the Lakers are playing right across the street. It's crazy. amazing. Never would have thought that. <laughs> Never would have thought it. He is Paul McKeskey, longtime NBA veteran. Appreciate it. Uh, a regular on the show, especially during basketball season. We're gonna let you go eat some food, my friend. Absolutely. Let me get some of this grub. Go dive into it, man. And uh, real glad that you can make it by, uh, by here today, man. Appreciate you guys, man. No problem. There he is, Paul McKeskey, Big Mo in the house with so many other people as well here, Packer fans and uh, Raider fans. We come back. We'll talk to Chuck Esposito. The longtime race and sportsbook director of Station Casinos will get his thoughts and see where the line and where the money's going for tonight's game and also talk about what happened over the weekend on the college side on Saturday in the NFL yesterday. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house here at Slice of Vegas located inside the Mandalay Bay Shops. It is the Raider tailgate party. Come on down, get some food. Turn your head and cough. Here's the doctor, T.C. Martin. We are back here inside Slice of Vegas. No better place to be for your tailgate extravaganza. They started this uh, just this year, and uh, it's fantastic. Wait till the Sunday games start happening here. Get over here three hours before. It's all you can eat, all you can drink, $75. Yes, the beer, the wine, the well drinks. Our good friend Scott Frost, him, Brian, Keisha, Ashley, Steve, they all get the job done here. Great crew here at Slice of Vegas. And, of course, proud sponsors of the show. And also with uh, the Las Vegas Aces with the Miss Twice Get a Slice. So Scott Frost is going to join us here at the coming up here this segment. But right now we take it out to Red Rock and our good friend Chuck Esposito holding down the fort with the, with the Jasons and everybody else over there. What's going on, Chuck? And I want to know, as you peek out of your office right now, uh, how much green and gold do you see and how much silver and black do you see? Uh, you got a dividing line there like like we do over here? Or, and, and give me the percentages. I'm saying it's about 75% um, green and gold right Ooh. now, Pete. A little surprising, but it's always great to jump on with you on Monday and recap the, the weekend and what's going on heading into Monday Night Football. But there's a lot of green um, you know, which is hard for me being a Bears fan, seeing in the book, but uh, a lot more green and gold right now. <laughs> All right, Chuck, let's talk about uh, what happened uh, yesterday. And we saw some favorites uh, cash in. I think overall it was basically 
uh, split down the middle between dogs and favorites. But you had the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Niners, uh, especially the Niners game in decisive victories. So how much chalk were you seeing, especially with those three games? You, you know, late in the day, I, I could hear the, the fingernails on the chalkboard. It was so bad. <laughs> Um, you know, early in the day, we pretty much held our own. There were several decisions that, that really went our way, including the early game, the isolated game in London. We were huge uh, Jags fans, especially getting the Jags um, to win that game outright. Really positive outcome uh, for our side of the counter, having the Steelers beat the Ravens and the Saints win at New England. All really, really good scores for us. Uh, unfortunately, uh, not having the Giants or Panthers cover against the Lions or Dolphins went the guess way. Uh, but in the afternoon, when you had kind of favorites reign supreme in, in the Eagle game, in the Bengal game, and in the Chiefs game, although the Jets and Broncos, you had the underdog, went outright. That game was really kind of split up, gave a lot of the profits back. And then uh, we were pretty much rolling the dice late, guys hoping for a uh, Cowboy miracle, which we didn't get. Niners were dominant in the performance, first half, second half, total going over, and game. All really, really good scores for the guests on the other side of the counter. Chuck Marco here. One of the games I want to ask you about yesterday, you know I always got to try to find one game to, you know, poke a little bit and see how that turned out. The Atlanta Falcon-Houston game, depending when you bet that game, this week there were one and a halfs for a good part of the week then there were twos and then there were two and a halfs is which where it closed and lo and behold the game lands on two how did that outcome fare for you guys it was okay marco actually when you look at the day's games yesterday it was literally our smallest decision of the of the day um so there wasn't a tremendous amount on that game it was moved up relatively quickly um, throughout the course of the week, but it wasn't a huge decision, and outcome was fine. I mean, there was much bigger decisions on the games that I mentioned where we really were rooting for, you know, Steelers and Saints and, and Giants uh, to kind of pull through and Panthers. Those were kind of the four early games outside of that Jag side um, that really kind of set the stage early in the day. At the midway point of the day, Mark, we were in a, a really good spot, uh, but having, again, you know, although there was some sharp play on the Rams, Still, guests were on the Eagles, so uh, we needed some puppy love in the afternoon in those three big games. We did not get it with the Rams, the Cardinals, or Vikings. Chuck, let's take a look at uh, some Major League Baseball. We have seen the Texas Rangers take control. We've seen the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks with a big victory against uh, Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers. We'll see if uh, they can go up uh, to love in that series. And then the Phillies. The Phillies have showed up, and we uh, talked about that last week, these teams riding the momentum from the wild card round, specifically the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. And, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, the Braves and Dodgers are, are big public teams. Uh, what are you seeing here as far as uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs go here in this divisional round? Well, you don't see the four teams that got to rest and kind of really set their rotations and stuff. Um, they were the teams that were played. I think when you look at Philly, um, they are a dangerous team. We saw how close they came last year. I think if you look at the National League teams, and we were kind of talking about it, I don't think anybody wants to play the Phillies, especially the way that they hit. Um, you know, and, and at the top of their rotation with Nola and Wheeler, they're a really dangerous team. So I, I think they're a team nobody wanted to play. Um, Kershaw, 
Although he's been a great regular season pitcher, has not been a big, big game postseason pitcher. We needed Arizona in that first game. Got all those runs in the first inning and kind of coasted. And I'd say probably the biggest surprise so far is Texas. Uh, the fact that they were, of all the playoff teams, um, they were the team with the worst road record, basically a 500 road team. They're 4-0 on the road right now and have dominated. So uh, Texas has been really good scores for us so far. Um, but we're uh, we're Phillies and we're uh, we're Diamondback fans in the two games today. Uh, the uh, you talk about surprises. I'm sure that that helped you guys because a lot of people were betting against Minnesota uh, in the first round uh, with their history of how many games they had lost in a row playoff wise. And not only do they win, they you know they pull the sweep and move on. We'll see what happens in the next round. But anytime you get these big uh, favorites. Uh, lose the first game, you know, the, you know the public's going to come back. Oh, they can't lose two games at a home. And with these sweeps that we had last week, that's good for the books because most people, uh, you know, don't look for that. They look for the other team to get even, and it just didn't happen. No, you're absolutely right, Marco. I, I think especially when you lose, um, as you alluded to, that first game at home, it's a best of three that they're going to come back and bet that team, thinking that they're going to force uh, that game three on the road. There's a reason they're the favorite, because they were going to control two out of three um, in their home building, and, and you know that they're able to kind of set their rotation where they're a little bit deeper. Um, but having so many sweeps was definitely good for our side. Baseball wasn't phenomenal this year. Um, you know, I think there was more kind of a lack of parity early in the season, and we kind of talked about that, guys, and it even got worse at the trade deadline. There's just a huge gap between the good teams and the not good teams um, in baseball, and that was everly evident during the course of the regular season. Uh, but the postseason has been kind of a uh, – the, the script has been flipped a little bit where it, it comes down to pitching and, and hot teams, and, and we saw that with, uh, with Minnesota, with Texas, um, Arizona, and Philly. But to me, no big surprise with Philly. I, I think that uh, they were a team that everybody was a little leery of and could be a scary team for either one of those two teams in the National League. Um, Atlanta or the Dodgers if they face that moving forward. Chuck Esposito joins us over at Red Rock, executive director, president, whatever. Chuck's got so many business cards, I don't know. All the station casino properties. Chuck's the man. That's why I say Chuck's the man. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, talk a little bit about tonight's game. You've got Raiders, you've got Packers, both teams very unpredictable, underperformed, both have quarterback uh, questions, and you've got the Raiders currently a two-point favorite. Talk about where this line opened, Chuck, where it is now, and which side are, are people betting here? Well, it, it opened, T, with, um, uh, with the Packers being the favorite, and I think that was more a product of the uncertainty of would Jimmy Garoppolo uh, play or not. I think once we kind of got word that he would play and, and he was trending in that direction, although he hadn't been uh, cleared in the concussion protocol, he was practicing. You started to see that flip somewhat, and the game went to pick, and then the Raiders won, and it's moved up. Uh, you're right. Both these two teams need a win. We know that the Raiders are chasing the Chiefs and how competitive um, that AFC West is with the Chargers and Chiefs. Packers now chasing the Lions, who they just lost to. They still have a host of injuries in this game. Um, kind of surprising a little bit, but at this point, we're actually Raider fans. Um, we've seen a little bit higher ticket count, about 53% on the Packers. Um, the best case for Pardon us me? right now would be Raiders and under. All right. 
Raiders and under. All right, Chuck, uh, we'll let you go. We appreciate the time as always. Get over to any of the Station Casino properties. Use the STN mobile app. So easy to use. And uh, real quick, Chuck, how I, I've got a, a couple players over here that are telling me that uh, they're one of the 300, actually two of the guys of the 300 that are left in the last man standing. That's awesome. Congratulations yep. to those guys. I mean, both contests have seen a lot of contestants and guests kind of drop out. So if you're still standing, congratulations. You got a you know great shot at the 150 in the pro and 100 in the college. Uh, job well done so far. There you go, brother. All right, man. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll look forward to talking with you next week. All right, boys. Sounds great. Thank you. There he is, Chuck Esposito at Red Rock. Scott Frost joins us. The DC. owner, the owner extraordinaire, slice of Vegas. This is where we're at today. Get, getting ready for Packers and Raiders and the Raider tailgate party in full effect. Scott, we've got a great crowd here. We've got Packer fans, we've got Raider fans, and we got the fantastic food. Not only from Slice, but no, from Who's having a good time. Yeah, everyone's playing the games. I love it. Yeah. It's got. A, we had a very intense Jenga game going. I don't know how many how many stories that was, but it was about eight feet tall before it <laughs> fell. Uh, I had a very competitive beer pong going on. There was uh, some people cheering there. Uh, everyone's sitting down and eating right now. They're like they're, they're getting their grub on before they head over and burn some calories at the game. I guess. <laughs> so Scott, tell me uh, what you think is going to happen in tonight's game. Who you got, Raiders or Packers? Uh, well, I'm a hometown guy, so it's going to be the Raiders. Okay. I think they're going to bounce back. I think this is a, a Packers team that's mortal. Uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see where Devontae Adams does tonight. You know, I, it, it, uh, I, think, uh, I think we're going to see a heavy pass rush. I think they're going to get after Jordan Love. And uh, if uh, Garoppolo stays upright, I think we got a shot. <laughs> All right. You were at the Aces game yesterday afternoon. I was. Great win. Yeah. Good to see them physically and mentally beat that team. It's been a while. Uh, I think the Liberty has kind of had the Aces number, and the Aces really, uh, really played them tough. If they can, uh, if they can do a, do that again on Wednesday, I think I think we're uh, we're going to be having another championship parade. Yeah, I hope so, my friend. Okay, so as we know, uh, Scott and Slice of Vegas, along with Who Songs proud sponsors of the uh, Las Vegas Aces and the, the fantastic promotion which we talk a lot about here is uh, Miss Twice Get a Slice. And I know you were at the game yesterday. Yes. And um, I know you were you, 31 seconds left. 31 seconds. See? He, the, he, the he knows are, The scrubs are in. They don't have to foul. Just get in there, run around, get a few rebounds. You're good. Let's yep. go home. Yeah, let's go home. And, and then and you don't have to. What don't... happens? Someone has to play somebody tough. Well, gets a foul. Now, Scott, you were at the game. Yeah. And you were watching this unfold, and you're about ready to leave. And then <laughs> you you said, "Well, hold on." So I thought we would just kind of, you know, just add a little bit more, uh, you know, drama to your nightmare here, yeah. and let you hear how it sounded yesterday. Oh. Willoughby to the free throw line. Her free throw is no good. And our good friends at Slice of Vegas may have something cooking here. Get ready. As you know, the opponent misses two consecutive free throws. It's a slice of pizza from a good friend's a slice of Vegas inside the Mandalay Bay shops here. Everyone eating pizza for free will let the crowd tell you what happens. Everybody's eating pizza. My man Scott Frost, you're here. Yes. The owner of Slice. Yes. You better get yourself down <laughs> to Slice. Yeah, I'm, uh, 
and Brian and the gang get ready right now they miss <laughs> because they everyone's eating pizza for free and I'll I'll be there after the game. I'll be there tomorrow as well. Broadcast, right, Scott. Are, there's how it sounded, that's man. That's how it went down. That was pretty much <laughs> it. Uh, we started this promotion. You have to understand. There were probably the average the average attendance at a game was four or five thousand, right? <laughs> and now you get over ten thousand people, and they say to ten thousand people, everyone's getting a free slice. <laughs> Uh, the the PT Barnum and me loves it, right? <laughs> nothing nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd, but it is absolute chaos. And uh, I remember the first time we had over eight thousand fans there. I said, "This is too big. This is too big. This is too big." <laughs> uh, but it's it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun to to see it grow and have some fun with this. So. How many pizzas do you have to cook on a uh, cellar? Our like record that? right now is one hundred and seventy eight pizzas. And we, do, <laughs> and we do eight slices to a pizza. So to, to Numchuck, do the math. One hundred and seventy eight pizzas, eight eight slices in a pizza. Come on, Numchuck, quick, quick, F quick. math. <laughs> so it's that's that really throws our and then you know, remember that the the restaurant's still open right we still have to, we still have to deal with that too so you got you have two pizza two double decker pizza ovens just cranking it out and and uh god bless our, our uh heart of house staff they 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 absolutely hate this promotion but <laughs> Uh, and they want they want to I think they want to throw rocks at me every time I, I come in here but uh, uh, we're making it work and the fans love it we love it and we're happy to be a part of it if you're scoring at home that's 1444 slices there of pizza go. there yes. you go and these are gigantic slices too yeah, yeah. I mean, no, we're not we're not chintzing on no. anything no we're 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 making it happen yeah so what's that like about Okay, do you have to call in extra people? Do you have people yeah, on standby? So we, yeah, I can only imagine it's it's chaotic from a, a a worker standpoint for you. Yeah, well, it's it's like uh, they're they're the they're the firemen of pizza, right? <laughs> so we have to have the firemen waiting to see if there's going to be a fire. Yeah, hey, hey, I got I got I got today off. You know, yeah. oh please, please, yes. please make your free throws. Yeah, I don't want to so, have to go in. So we have we have a team watching the game here. Uh-huh. And uh, we have to pay them. And if if they don't make it, they get to go home. And if they make it, they're staying a little extra. So, yeah, that's amazing, man. It's amazing. Oh, it's been great. Yeah. TC, what does TC stand for? Is it total control? Total control. Total comp. Total, total comp. Yeah, total comp. Uh, total, total chaos. Total comp. That's it. That's it actually stands for too cold. There you go. Too cold. It's a long. It's a. It's a long okay. story, but right. you know. Always instead of that. too cool, it's too cold. Well, Too cold I'll, to be told. You know, I'll, I don't, we'll, we'll give you a total comp if you ever want one. We'll give you, we'll, we'll give you I one. love this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do. You know, at, at my age, you, you know, being in this industry for so long, you just got to start having. You just got to start having fun with it. And this yeah. is fun. Yeah. What we're doing right now is fun. Right? You having fun? You having fun? He's having fun. He's giving me a thumbs up. All right, Absolutely. Great crowd here in the in the, there we uh, go. the room. Everyone's having fun. Oh, they're bellying up to the bar now. Oh uh, no, we got to go. hit the bar. Everyone's got to get their everyone's got to get their money's worth. And then we've got uh, former NBA great Paul McKeskey's in the house. Did you oh, realize really? that? Former gotta Milwaukee Buck. Is he? Gotta love that. So they all show up here. Jeez. You know? Yeah. Phenomenal stars. That's it. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's it. Well, we right. hope to get more of them over here. We we appreciate you, uh, Scott. You, Steve, Brian, Keisha, Ashley, the whole gang. You guys do a fantastic yeah, job. Great team. Great, great team. food here. And, and not just Slice, but Who Songs as well. you got two great properties. 
We appreciate being involved with you. Appreciate you being proud sponsors of not only this show, but the Aces as well, too. Yeah. And uh, I love coming in here you know, awesome. after the game. Well, we look we look forward to doing this the rest of the year. you got, got a lot of football left. Yes, we do, my friend. A lot friend. of football left. All right. So let's it's not it. too late, Raiders fans. Don't worry. It's not too late. It's not too late. We've got to knock off those. Someone's got to beat those Chiefs. Yeah. Someone's got to beat those Go, Chiefs. Good luck with that, man. Uh, yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll see you, uh, what, a week from now? You got it, brother. New England. All right. Right? That's right. Next, That's right. next will be it. There'll be, be, be a Sunday game, correct? Yeah, normal yeah. Sunday game. All right. I don't know how many Patriots fans are going to be traveling after that season. <laughs> two two beatdowns. You know, it could Third. happen to a greater group of guys. Right, exactly. That. Right. <laughs> I think I speak for the rest of the NFL, right? Well, you're speaking a lot more right now than Bill Belichick did after these press yeah. conferences. Jeez. <laughs> How could a guy that was very soft-spoken and didn't say a lot say less? Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're witnessing it now. Right. I mean, yeah. The, the three and four-word uh, uh, responses are fun to watch. All right. Appreciate Scott Frost and everyone here at Slice of Vegas uh, for for having us here and doing the show live and getting ready for Raiders and Packers Allegiant Stadium. So we're going to make our way over there right now and uh, uh, get on over here to Slice and come and watch the game. Not just tonight, but we've got Major League Baseball playoff games. you got all the NFL action here on Sunday. And then again, the Raiders tailgate party for every Raiders home game three hours before. And the next one will be coming up here next week with the Raiders and the Patriots. All right. I want to thank Paul McKeskey for joining us today. Numbchuck back in the studio. My main man, Marco D'Angelo, by my side here today inside Slice of Vegas. And a lot of our loyal listeners who came out here today as well. Enjoying all the great food and the great drinks, courtesy of our good friends of Slice of Vegas. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. A little terrible Tuesday takes for you. We got that going. Plus, we'll recap what happened to Legion Stadium tonight, and we get ready for Game 2 happening on Wednesday here at the Mandalay Bay in the Michelob Ultra Arena for the Aces and the Liberty in Game 2. Have yourself a good one. Enjoy the game tonight, and we will recap it all for you tomorrow between 2 and 4 p.m. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website at tcmartinshow.com. Check out our Aces article there. You can hear the interview with Asia Wilson after the game yesterday. Great stuff from her. Everything on the website, classic interview page, the current interviews, the blogs, everything, and, of course, the past shows. If you missed today's show or any of the shows, go to the website at tcmartinshow.com. Have yourself a good one. Enjoy, and we will talk to you tomorrow at 2.